God is good. Amen. God bless all of you for being here. Our guests, we welcome you. As a matter of fact, if you're standing next to somebody that you don't know or recognize, would you once more welcome them and introduce yourself? You may not be, but if you don't know them, just tell them who you are so they'll feel more comfortable. Amen. And for all of our first-time visitors, we have a gift for you in the office. Service is over. Brother Landon will be there. Please go by the office and let us express our gratitude for your being here today. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse number 13. 1 Corinthians 13 and 13. I have never, to my knowledge, preached from this text, although I have read it often and I have used it in various aspects of ministry. I've never taken it as my text until today. I pray that God would help me speak to you the things the Lord has spoken in my heart. Sister Madden, what a delight to see you in the house of the Lord today. Amen. I know you feel good being in the house of God. It's such a short verse, you could read it with me. Um, and I think it would be good if we all did read it together. Right now, together, let's read. And now abideth faith, hope, charity. These three, but the greatest of these is charity. I want to read that again, and I want to emphasize certain words. And now, everybody say now. In this present age, at this present hour, now, now, everybody say now. And now abideth, everybody say abideth, last it endures. And now abideth, faith, hope, charity, these three. And the greatest of these. I fail sometimes to realize that Paul was not denigrating faith and hope. The word greatest just simply means that all of these are great, but this is the greater of the great, if you understand what I'm saying. And so from that setting this morning, I want to talk to you for a little while from this subject, when the smoke is cleared when the smoke has cleared everybody say amen God bless you you may be seated it doesn't take a really spiritual person to understand that spiritual matters are under great attack in the hour in which we live there is an assault against not just religion, but against spirituality, faith, hope, love. The things that are essential to my existence and my life, they are being attacked. There are oppressive spirits that have risen up 
uh, in the hour in which we live against many of you fighting you every inch of the way and trying to take away from you the things that matter most. Anything it seems in the hour in which we live that is decent and clean and wholesome is ridiculed and it is maligned by every news media, all of the pundits and all of the so-called experts of the human race. They somehow ridicule those who live by faith and those who live with hope and certainly those who love like Jesus loved. There is not much in this life that remains, and by that I mean is true or stays true to its purpose. We live in a world that is constantly in the change and the flux and flow, and uh, there, there's not much about life in our life that does not change. There is not much that is settled in the world in which we live. Uncertainty seems to be a fact of life. Not knowing seems to be more prevalent than actually knowing. There is little that remains or little that abides the same year after year, week after week, month after month, and so on. Because change is a part of everything. Earlier in this week, I was awakened in the morning with this scripture, and now abideth, amen, and now abideth. Paul reminded us that much may change and much may be altered in life, but this remains the same. Paul in our text gives to us a complete formula for the victorious Christian life. And they are not just virtues to be spoken about, but they are actually spiritual dispositions or spiritual attitudes or outlooks or moods. It is the character of the spiritual life. And they penetrate to the very depth of all of our lives. We are reminded by Paul's word that amid the flux and change and the movement of life, these three things still work. Faith, hope, love. Amen. Say it with me. They still work. In spite of all that's changed, in spite of all that is not as it ought to be, these three things remain. They are stable. They are consistent. With one common attribute, they abide. They may be different and diverse in their operation, but they have one attribute, and that is that they last. They last year after year, week after week, trial, tribulation, prosperity or poverty, blessing or not. These things last, and not only do they last, but they outlast. They outlast kings and kingdoms, and they outlast war and strife, and they outlast economic 
uh, prosperity and economic collapse. They have survived reproach and slander and lies and heresy. And today they are very much alive. They are as powerful this morning as they were when they were first birthed in the heart of man. Faith, hope, and love. And they are needed and essential for my spiritual life right now. If there were ever three things that we better make sure we hold on to, we better hold on to faith, hope, and love. We better not let our lives be stripped of their power or their encouragement because much is gained by the man who continues to believe. Much is gained by the person who looks to the future and says the future is going to be better than the present. Much is gained by those who forget themselves and they love others and they love God with all their heart and all their mind and all their soul. These things, Paul said, will survive all the vicissitudes of life and the devil cannot tear them down and the unbelief of man cannot destroy them and Washington cannot legislate them out of your life. Faith, hope, and love. Amen. Paul, in this entire text, if you go back to the previous verses, he is contrasting things that are here, that are temporary, that pass away with the time and then those things that last. Things that are only designed to be in your life for a moment and they help you and they go away and they are not needed again. Serving only for the moment and then vanishing. But he said there's three things that you cannot live without. There's three things that you must never underestimate the value of them in your life. These things are not transient. They don't change with the time. It doesn't matter if there's a Republican or a Democrat in the White House. It doesn't matter if the economy is in a bull market or it's in some other kind of market. It, it doesn't matter if the, if the price of tea in China goes to a million dollars a pound. These three things are unshakable. They do not change with time. They are not altered by fads. Or they are not denigrated by the, the, the sickness of man's sin. They remain powerful to help. And they are the thing that will get us through life. They don't change with the times. They remain. Everybody say they remain. When I woke up the other morning, God just began to pound into my mind. And now abideth. In spite of everything that seems to be changing and the shaky foundation upon which so many people are trying to build their life. God said, I want to point you back to something that never changes. I want to take you back to something that still works. It worked in the early church. It worked in the book of Acts. It worked uh, during the dark ages. And he said it will work in 2013 and it'll work in 2014. It doesn't matter what happens on your job or in your family. Faith, hope, and love are the things that will help you get through whatever you have to go through in life. Amen. 
Here are the unfailing sources of power for the saint of God. Prophets may fail and miracles may cease, but the world will always need men who trust in God and women who trust in God and steadfastly look for a brighter day and a better future. Men and women whose hearts are being restored by the love of God to the image of their creator. The scripture declares that these things abide. They stay, according to the Greek word, they stay in a given place, a given state, or a given relationship. They remain. They stand against opposition. They hold out for a better verdict. They stay put against all the lies and malignment of the world. They endure all of the unfaithfulness of men. They continue to stay in force whether you're sick or you're well, whether you have money in your bank account or you don't have anything to your name. These things will work in life and they will help you in life and they will get you through life and to that glory world that God is calling us to. They are unshakable. Faith, hope, and love. Say them with me. Faith, hope, love. Amidst all the changes, let perish what will perish. There will still abide these things, faith, hope, and love. This divine trio is essential to life. One must possess them in order to be saved and to stay saved. Amen. You will not make it in life without these three things, faith, hope, and love. They are needed to apprehend the provisions of God. You cannot even begin to understand what is in this book and what God has said he would provide if you don't have those three things working in your life. You can't even begin to delve into the riches of God's treasure house unless there is faith in your heart, unless there is hope in your eye, unless there is love in your heart. There is no way you can understand the love of God that has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost except by faith and by a hope that keeps you going and by love that is pure and lasting. Amen. It is by these things that we are helped in developing our spiritual life. They develop and they perfect the soul when we live by faith and we live in hope and we live in love. They are perfectors of our life. They are needed to help you with the demands that life make upon you and the pressures that life bring to you. You need faith, hope, and love. Amen. If one of these things was done away with, your life would be incomplete and unable to do its work and enjoy God's blessing. That's how important this trio is. Faith, hope, love. I want to say it again. Some of you are looking at me right now and you're not sure what I mean, but I'm, I'm going to tell you what I mean before I get through today. The value of these three things is almost impossible to explain because many things come and go. Tastes change and desires change and fads change. 
But these three things, they have survived all of the changes of cultures and lands and people. And they work whether you're American or Chinese, whether you're Spanish or you're, uh, you're, you're, you're from Europe. It doesn't matter your nationality. These things cross cultural barriers. They cross economic barriers and they work in every life. They'll work in the White House and they'll work in your house. They'll work when things are going right and when things are not going right. Faith, hope, and charity, faith, hope, and love are essential to my life if I'm going to make it. Amen. If you're going to make it, you must possess them. Not just in a, in a word, but in your life. There is an unshakable permanence about them. Though they are different in operation, they are the same in purpose. They sustain us and they keep us. And these three are essentials to life. When you are under attack, you must have these three. Faith is daily assaulted. Amen. Faith is daily assaulted. And I want to, state, I want to make the statement again. These three things are under more severe attack today than they have ever been in, our, in, in, our, in my lifetime. I've never seen a war that has been waged so severely against these three things. Now the devil is, he, he's, he might be smart, but he's not the smartest. And he always tips his hands by the things that he fights the most in your life. And what is he fighting the most in your life today? It is the faith that keeps you going. It is the hope of a better tomorrow. And it is the love that God has put in your heart. It is assaulted every day. When we get up in the morning and we go to bed at night, there is an evil, sinister work going on in the world to try to undermine your faith. Because if the devil can shake your confidence, if the devil can make you question your assurance, if he can make you wonder whether God meant what he said, he'll have you just like he had Eve in the beginning. And so it is with hope. Hope is mocked in our world and it is laughed at by many as being a pipe dream and an escapist delusion and mentality. But I am here to tell you that hope is more than that. Hope is the foundation. The Bible said it is the anchor of the soul that when the storms of life are raging, it is hope that keeps me holding on that there's a better verdict coming than what I see at the present moment. That things as they are right now are not the way things are going to be in the end. Amen. If the devil can destroy your hope, he can have you because if a man is without hope, the Bible said he is of all men most miserable. Amen. You can live a few days without food and you can live a few days without water and you might get by a few weeks without shelter, but you can't survive one minute without hope. Amen. There's got to be something in your life that said that what I see right now is not all there is to this story. That God's promises are yea and amen. 
that God's truth is everlasting. It will never fail. That what God has promised, he will bring to pass. The Lord is here this morning to remind you that hope still works and it still makes a difference in your life. The world attacks the love that God has tried to put in the heart of man and he has attacked love by making it some illicit thing or some unclean thing or some familiar thing. The world has made love a selfish thing. It's all about me. And if the world can corrupt our love, if the world can make us begin to think that way, that it's all about me, we will lose sight and lose contact with the greatest blessing that ever came to our life. It is not because I loved him. It was because he loved me first that I am here today. And it was that love that wooed me and called me and worked with me and drew me and brought me to repentance. And it is that love that encourages me today that even when I have failed and faltered, even when I have not done my best, I know that God loves me no matter what. And his love will keep me and his love will protect me and his love will invite me to come back to the table. Amen. What was it that drew the heart of the prodigal back to the house of his father? It was the simple fact that he knew that his father still loved him. Amen. He still loved him. And so he gets up and he goes home. That's what the love of God will do to you. It doesn't drive you away. It doesn't push you down. But it draws you back to his house. Thank God for his love. Oh, love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong. It shall forevermore endure the saints and angels' songs. Is there anybody here this morning that is just thankful for the love of God that has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost? Come on, lift up your voice with me right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise God. When we speak of faith, we are speaking of the fundamental principle of Christianity. The Bible said, without faith, it is impossible to please God. It is the foundation of relationship with God. It gives man a new relationship to God. It is more than mere belief, and it is certainly not a calculation of chance. It is confidence in God and in his word. It is trust. It is leaning. It is the resolution to stand or fall by the word of God. Faith means a belief based on the testimony of God, of things which we do not perceive by our senses and could not find out in any other way but by faith. It is the looking out of the prison of the soul to see a better and happier way of living. It is the commencement of the spiritual life in the soul, the birth of a principle which will continue to operate to the end. 
It is faith that brings all the great truths and motives of the gospel before your mind and before my mind, and it keeps them present in my mind and in my thoughts on a daily basis. Amen. It carries me beyond the things that are seen to a world that is unseen, a world in which God operates and it brings prosperity to my soul. Amen. Everybody needs faith. It sustains him amid affliction. It is faith that gives Christianity its whole name and character and nature. See what it can do. Read Hebrews 11. By faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. I thought it interesting when I began to read that from the Amplified Bible. Every time the writer said by faith, he used a different nuance of the Greek text. And so one time it says empowered by faith, enabled by faith, encouraged by faith. All of those words are the works of faith in our life. Faith enables us. Faith empowers us. Faith encourages us. Faith will keep us. Faith will sustain you. Faith will help you stand when nobody else will stand. Faith will keep you on your feet when everything around you is trying to knock you to the ground. Amen. Faith is what enables us to begin the journey of God with God and to continue. It has been a shield to thousands who have used it and they have brought happy results. Hope, what is hope? Hope is a consequence of faith. It means an expectation of those promises, blessing, the promised blessings as they are eternal to my portion. It is lively expectation, lively expectation of attaining those things which we desire. Hope is not presumption and it's not optimism. It is grounded on the everlasting covenant. Hope is the desire and the expectation of some future good. Hope, in the simplest definition, is waiting. Waiting on God. Waiting for God to fulfill His promise. Waiting for God to do what He said He would do. Hope imparts to our soul a peace and a comfort amid the trials and duties of life. It prevents despondency of mind amid our trials. And it encourages steadfastness and diligence in God's service. It has power to make a present darkness bright with light borrowed from the future. Hallelujah. Oh, thank God for hope. The poet said it well, when you see the future sure, the baffling present you can endure. Oh, hallelujah. When you see that whatever it may appear is not how it's going to end, it will keep you going. Hope encourages our prayers for the hope of receiving inspires confidence in our asking. It neutralizes the misery which great afflictions might otherwise create in our lives. These light afflictions, Paul said, are but for a moment, but they worketh for us a greater reward. Thank God for hope. It's the source of peace and consolation. 
It diminishes the sorrows of the present by drawing our attention to the stores of the future. It is the tenant not of the heart that has never been broken, but of the heart that's been broken and healed again. It is the bright star that shines in the darkness of light and it summons us to a place that is better. Hope is the support which gives us strength to battle in the present. It is the anchor of the soul. It has steadied us in all the storms of life. Its focus is all the blessing that belong to the kingdom of God and its foundation is based on the word of God and the promises therein. And as a child of God, we have much in our possession today. But I want to tell you we have more in prospect of tomorrow than we hold in our possession right now. Hallelujah. You want to know what keeps me going? It's not just what God has done for me right now. But it's when I look to the future and I read what the Bible says of a day when there will be no more tears and there will be no more sorrow and there will be no more pain and there will be no more separation and there will be no more sea. There will be no more troubles and trials and hurt and disappointment. That's what keeps me going. That is the hope that God has put in every heart to know that the hour that is coming is greater than the present hour in which you live. Praise God. My, I wish I could preach this the way I feel it in my soul. Hallelujah. When we talk about love, it is what comes from the very nature of God. It is the divine nature in man, for God is love. When all other things falter, love endures. It is part of his divine character and is a fruit of the life of faith. It is the culmination of faith and hope. Love, listen to me, love is you and I at our very best. Amen. Love is you and I at our very best. Love is the evidence that faith and hope are working in our life. Faith and hope are the heavenly remedies, the health-giving streams from which we must draw the reviving energy of divine grace. But love is the spiritual soundness. It is the state of health in the soul which is the end of those streams. It is the sovereign principle from which every active service to God or man must flow. It is the highest development of the Christian character. Love is not self-centered. It is giving. Love is the source of all goodness. It is the opposite of selfishness and how it enhances my life. It is the outward manifestation of what is going on on the inside. It is the result of my faith and my hope. Oh, listen, folks, we need that love of God shed abroad in our heart this morning. Here is what love will do. Love will help keep you tender when life would like to make you hard and brittle. Love is what will keep you compassionate when the world would like to make you bitter and resentful. It is love that is ready to help you and steady your hands as they tremble under the load that you carry. 
And it is love that will lend a hand to you when you are down and help get you back on your feet and say, come on, child, we've got a journey. We've got a place to go to. We've got a place to rendezvous at. We've got somewhere to go. That's the love of God. Amen. The Bible said that faith, hope, and love, they have, they have powerful influences over our life. And one of the things that they do is that they cause us to purify our hearts. Amen. It promotes holiness in our life. Every man, the Bible said, that has this hope purifieth himself even as he is pure. When we have faith, hope, and love in our life, they make our lives to prosper. They supply us with the sweetest pleasures that man could know. They help to keep us unspotted from the world. Amen. And not only that, but in adversity, they bring strength and consolation to the soul. Faith assures. Hope inspires. Faith connects. Hope elevates. Faith is what keeps us going. Hope is what awakens us from discouragement. It is what causes us to strive. It is the refusal to be beaten down or cowed by evil. It is a refusal to dwell on the dark side of life. It fights with such power on the side of God. That's hope. Faith begins our spiritual life. Hope sustains our spiritual life. And love enriches our spiritual life. The heart is protected by the shield of faith. The head or the mind is protected by the helmet of hope. And the soul is enlarged and made better and sweeter by the love of God. I'm here to tell you that you nor I can live without them. And that's why there is such an assault against your faith. And somehow to malign your hope and somehow make you think that love really makes no difference at all. God's word said they abide. They are still as powerful this morning as they were when they were first breathed into the heart. Faith believes, hope waits, and love testifies of both. If I could paint you a picture this morning of a house, this is what you would see in that house. Faith would be bending over a book which is the word of God. And hope would be sitting at the window, gazing and looking and dreaming of what is beyond. And love would be sitting on the couch, smiling that all of this is possible because of God. Faith is the attitude of the mind. Hope is the attitude of the face. And love is the attitude of the heart. No wonder Paul said you can't live without these things. No wonder Paul said you've got to hold on to them. Don't let the world strip it from you. Don't let the world make you think it doesn't matter. It matters today. Somebody said amen. amen. Faith united, unites my weakness with his strength. It, our need with his plenty. Our misery with his mercy. Hope is the vanguard of the soul, and love sweetens and softens that soul. Faith educates, hope encourages, and love explains. Faith is power in our present life, and hope brightens the present by throwing light on the future. And love is what makes it all possible. 
In faith lies power that have done mighty things. And in hope there is that long-walked journey amid arid and thorny lands to reach its Canaan. And love has been the comfort and the abiding happiness of the soul all along that journey. I understand that there is a lot that distresses our hearts today. That there is much that alarms us in our spiritual life. It is an evil hour and evil seems to have no remedy. Defeats seem to be final, but amid all of that distress and even amid the slowness of God's pace and the trials of life, there are necessities that none of us can live without. Faith, hope, love. I need them now more than I've ever needed them. You need them now more than you've ever needed them. Don't let somebody strip from you your confidence in God. Don't let trials or troubles cause you to question the grace of God in your life. Don't let the pressures that you are under in the present cause you to lose sight of the future that's calling you. Amen. Their necessity is, is essential to all of us. They are interconnected and they are united and they help us in the journey of life. And we must not lose them. No wonder the devil fights us today because those three are the only thing that really remains. Other things come and go, but these abide. These endure. And they will work in the end of 2013 and they will work in the uncertain year of 2014. Doesn't matter the year or the age and it doesn't matter your age. They work faith, hope, and love. They will keep you. They will sustain you. They will encourage you. They will lift you. They will keep you going. They will keep you focused. They will keep you loving and doing the work of God. And they will lead you to that eternal home. And you will not make it without them. You hear me this morning. You will not make it without them. Let's stand together. I wonder what in life has caused you to question the things of God and the mercy of God, the grace of God. What, what is it about life that has attacked you and made you wonder whether it was worth it, this life of faith, whether it was worth this journey through a wilderness? Now the Bible says we are in heaviness because of manifold temptations. There are a lot of pressures that are on people today. There's a lot of trouble in people's families and lives. But there are three things that will steady any situation. Amen. They will steady any trouble. They will help you get through any pressure that you feel. Faith. You got to keep believing. Amen. You got to keep believing. You've got to keep believing. You've got to keep believing. Amen. I must believe. I must believe that He is and that He is the rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. He is. Amen. He is. You've got to hold on to that. 
I don't care what the economy's doing. I don't care what our government's up to. I don't care about all of the questions that are on the horizon tomorrow. There's a lot of uncertainty in our world. There are a lot of people that would probably like to go somewhere where there were no more troubles. But I'm here to tell you that you can live in the midst of trouble and have peace and confidence and contentment if you hold on to faith, hope, hope. That look to the future, that borrowing of light that comes from a future day bringing it into my present darkness and saying this will not last forever. <laughs> uh, this too will pass. This trial will not last always. Hallelujah. God's taking me somewhere. God's leading me somewhere. God's going to bring me to that eternal place. Amen. Hold on. Don't ever let go of your hope. Hope for a better day. Hope that things will turn around in your family, on your job. Amen. That your future will be brighter than your past. Amen. Hope. And oh God, how we need his love shed abroad in our heart afresh today. Amen. Love is me at my best. Amen. When I am loving I am more like him than at any other time in my life amen because he is love praise God it's not a weak thing it's it's not a feminine thing amen it's a powerful spiritual principle that will sustain you and keep you no matter what changes in life oh love of God how rich and pure how measureless and strong. It's because of your love that I'm here today. Please, God, help me to hang on to these three. More now than ever before, we need the abiding presence of these things. Faith, hope, and love. Come to the altar with me right now. Would you do that? We close the service. Everybody, come on to the altar. Hallelujah. Oh, love of God. Oh, love of God. 